Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, Drew, the last time you joined me to talk about Alabama athletics, we were talking football. Now here we are talking about Alabama basketball, the top team in the country, the top seed in the NCAA tournament. Does that sound right coming out of my mouth that we're talking about basketball being number one and not football? Well, it's a little surreal. I mean, I, I knew they had a chance to have a good team. Uh, Olivia, it's good to be with you again. You know, I thought they would be a top four team in the SEC uh, and have a chance to compete for the conference championship. But if you told me, uh, you know, back three months ago, they were going to be 29 and five and uh, win the SEC regular season and tournament again, uh, I would have said, wow. I mean, all the pieces fit together perfectly. And that's really what's happened. Uh, you know, I saw them practice this summer and, I knew Brandon Miller was going to be a freakazoid and be even better than they thought. And, you know, I asked Nate Oates that myself at their camp. And he was like, man, he goes, the guy's unbelievable. And he's like, and Noah Clowney was better than they thought. And he may very well be a one and done. I mean, this is going to sound funny to say, but Brandon Miller is the best player in the SEC, but the best all around player on Alabama's basketball team is probably Noah Clowney. And he, and he may be the best pro prospect, uh, you know, down the road. Now, right now it's Brandon. Uh, he's a, he's the best player I've ever seen at Alabama at this stage of his career. But Noah Clowney's 18 and has a 7-4 wingspan. And uh, that's why the NBA scouts love him. He can step out and shoot the three. Uh, he can rebound the basketball. He had 9-11 and 11 in, the, in the championship game. Did most of that damage in the second half. He can guard the one through the five. Uh, but he and Brandon Miller have been the difference. I mean, these two guys are first-round picks. And you know the old adage, you've been around sports a long time. you got to have dudes, and these guys are dudes. And uh, that's why Alabama's on the short list for a lot of people to have a chance to win a national championship. Now they got to have some luck. You know, they got to – you know, you got to you know, play at a very high level for six games in a row. Uh, you've got to uh, – and uh, you got to stay injury-free for the most part, especially your main guys. And, again, uh, the luck part is, you know, how the game's officiated, how you adjust. Uh, and then you get a break or two here or there with a bounce of the ball. But Alabama is good enough to win it. And they're good enough, you know, I think, uh, you know, to make some history. And they have so far, second time in three years to win the dual championships in the SEC. But now what you'd like to see is them to go on a run like we saw Auburn do in 2019 to prove you can get to the highest level of college basketball. And I think this Alabama team is confident, but it's the old Coach K-ism. And uh, I, I'm a Duke Blue Devil, everyone knows as well. And he, he said something many years ago that stuck with me. He said, you have to win three two-game tournaments. And so Alabama's got the first one coming up this weekend, and then you get to the second weekend, and then hopefully the third. But you got to win two games, and that's how the mindset you got to have. And now Alabama's got an interesting opponent in Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. But the one thing to get their attention is, in the recent past, it finally happened. Uh, UMBC upset Virginia in 2018. So – you can definitely lose to a 16, so you got to be ready to roll from the jump. 
This is Drew DeArmond, our friend from 97.7 Bama extraordinaire uh, for our first Believe in Bama episode talking about basketball. Again, you know, we're just so focused on football. We've now had some time. All the high school stuff for me has calmed down a little bit and we can actually talk basketball. You mentioned, of course, Brandon Miller and Noah Clowney, two incredible players. Noah's game specifically in the SEC tournament this past weekend. I mean, I was just living for it. He was just really having a performance in that semi finals game um I mean he just did awesome let's talk about some of the other guys on this team let's talk about uh the Alabama native Mark Sears he goes to Ohio now he gets to come home he gets to wrap that Alabama across his chest the Muscle Shoals native he did not have the performance that I know he was hoping to have in the SEC tournament uh as well as you know coach Oates and everything like that but let's hope that he can heat back up and continue to kind of be a shooter for this Alabama team what about him maybe not even just as a shooter himself but kind of as a floor general kind of a floor manager what about his leadership what kind of about this Mark Sears kid impresses you on this Alabama team well he's a tough kid and he's very confident I mean as you saw you know uh, Olivia in Nashville he didn't shoot it like you'd hope and like he had all year but he never hesitated and the one thing Nate Oates is telling guys is you know, and I got you know, people were messaging me like, you know, why do they keep shooting threes? You know, they're not making them. Well, the system is that it's like a Lyle Marymount type system almost. They want you to take threes. Um, and if you, if, Nate Oates actually gets more frustrated if you pass them up. He wants you to continue to fire, to show that confidence. He believes they're going to go in. And the Missouri game was a great example of that. I think they started two for 20. And then they ended up six for their last seven, and they shot six out of 12 in the second half. And you mentioned that game, and that's, you know, they pulled away and made some big threes down the stretch. And certainly, I thought Noah Clowney had his best game in that, uh, you know, in that uh, three-game stretch. I think he had 19 in that game. And he was crucial also, he and Noah Gurley, who I think was the unsung hero, they really guarded Kobe Brown well. Kobe Brown mm -hmm. had 24 points. Uh, against Tennessee and knocked them out on Friday and he just gave him the business mm -hmm. and if you remember Kobe didn't play against Alabama the first time he was out with an ankle injury uh, and so Alabama had to face him and they they held him to six points seven rebounds and I think a couple of steals and he's been really crucial for uh, Missouri success he's probably been one of the top five players in the SEC so it was great to see uh, Alabama defend him so well and I thought the the, the uh, key in the three games was uh, you know, certainly Brandon Miller produced, but I thought overall Alabama had somebody uh, step up every game. Clowney had a big game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, Noah Gurley made key plays. Uh, he made, he had uh, 11 on Friday. And then I thought the other two games, he had only seven points combined, but he really defended and rebounded. And the guy we haven't mentioned yet is Charles Bediaco. I was waiting Bediaco, for it. <laughs> yeah, he was a tremendous uh, presence around the rim. And see, that's what the team didn't have two years ago mm -hmm. when they went to the Sweet 16 and lost that hard record to UCLA is they didn't have rim protection. And Charles is a seven-foot guy. He had his best game in the championship game before he fouled out with 337 to go, 12 points, 13 rebounds, five blocks, and it was just like, uh, you know, a, an NBA big. And that's what they, Alabama's got. They got length and size at every position, and they've really got a lot of depth. It's the deepest Alabama team I've seen, and uh, they just have to stay focused and stay keep their nose to the grindstone. But this is a team that's very special, 
And you know what they've gone through off the court. We don't have to really talk about that. But they've shown a lot of mental fortitude as well. And this as coaching staff has kept this team connected because I thought by this time last year, Alabama was ready to get it over with. I didn't think their team was playing connected. I didn't think they were playing together. And then when JQ went down with the injury early against Notre Dame, that kind of sealed it. But this team is playing together, and they're playing very good uh, basketball right now. I was waiting for us to bring up Chuck because, I mean, him in the SEC tournament, I know Johnny Congdon, he said, you know, uh, obviously the MVP is going to be Brandon Miller. But, like, uh, somewhere in the back of someone's mind, it could have been Charles. You know, he just had a phenomenal performance all weekend in Nashville. And exactly to your point, he's something that Alabama didn't have two years ago. You know, they're going to have the shooters. They're going to have those kind of guys. But he's he brings something so different to this Alabama team that obviously is has helped them so far and hopefully can help them going forward. Um, and again, to your point, you know, what all has happened off the court with this team, for them to still be – you know, Coach Schulman over at UAH, he always says late in the year, like, you know, I've got a team in February and March that's happy to be playing basketball together. You know, if if you're – it's a long time between August or whenever you start, and I've got a group of guys that is happy to be around each other, is happy to be playing basketball. That's what this Alabama team seems like, especially coming off their performance in the SEC tournament and with all of the noise – off the court surrounding this program, it would have been really easy for them to not act that way. Like you said, it would have been really easy for them to kind of be like that matchup or near the end of the year last year and then go out early. But it really seems like this program and like this team has a point to prove that, you know, they're, they're a national championship contender and they're hoping to continue to do that. And they're showing that by having these big performances in the SEC tournament. Obviously, the end of the regular season, we got a little, we got a little dicey at the end of the regular season to say the least, but you know, they showed up on the big stage and now head into Birmingham just an hour east of Coleman Coliseum. What do you think Birmingham's going to be like? Not only of course do we have Alabama playing, but Auburn is playing in Birmingham as well, just an hour and a half or so north for them. What do you think this is going to be like? for this Alabama team. You know, you were in Nashville. You witnessed the SEC championship game against Texas A&M and what that home court advantage seemed like. But I think it's going to be even more so, uh, you know, just an hour down the road. Uh, no doubt, uh, Olivia. I think it'll be 90% uh, Alabama fans. Um, uh, or Alabama and Auburn, I guess you could even combine them. Uh, that, that It'll take over the arena. I mean, uh, Alabama fans have been waiting for something like this, and Auburn was pleasantly surprised. I don't think they expected uh, to be in Birmingham, but they are. Uh, certainly, I know Kelvin Sampson of Houston's not really happy about it because uh, he's going to potentially have to play Auburn with a, a with a pro Auburn crowd. Uh, but again, you know, it, it's an unbelievable opportunity uh, for the state of Alabama, and it shows the strength of basketball right now. And it also piggybacks off of the Alabama Auburn game we saw in Tuscaloosa which I thought was Duke Carolina level. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was there on press row. It was unbelievable uh, to watch Alabama come back and have to win the SEC championship like that. Auburn played, I thought, their best game of the year and really cemented themselves as an NCAA team and then beat Tennessee just a few days later to uh, seal that bid. So, And certainly Auburn was disappointed with how they played against Arkansas, but uh, they've got a new life now. Uh, this, is an, this is an interesting matchup with Bruce Pearl's history with, with Dr. Tom Davis at Iowa. So it's going to be a really interesting game. 
Uh, they're going to have to guard Chris Murray really well. I think it's a winnable game for Auburn. I'm going to – I've predicted Auburn to win that game. And I think Alabama uh, is going to beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi and then take on probably West Virginia. Uh, and Alabama, of course, one of their losses was to Oklahoma, which was didn't have a great year, but from the Big 12. So, mm-hmm. could be some interesting basketball. But, I, you know, I got to say, I, I think Auburn, uh, you know, the key for them will be keeping Jonai Broom on the floor and uh, keeping him out of foul trouble and Jalen Williams, who didn't play well against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I think both of the, their inside game could give Iowa some problems. And they need to slow the game down a little bit. I know Bruce likes to play fast a lot, but – Iowa averages more points per game than anybody in the Big Ten. I think they average 80 points per game. Uh, you know, they shoot the three really well. And so with Bruce Pearl, if I'm him, I'm trying to – I want to keep the game high 60s, low 70s. If the game gets up, uh, you know, Iowa averages 80 points per game. If it gets in the 80s, I think Auburn's in trouble. Uh, so they need to control the pace a little bit. Uh, and, of course, those games will be back-to-back too. Alabama at 145 uh, and then Auburn at 550. So, the, you know, the crowd will be huge in both games. Uh, and be a huge factor. And I think, uh, you know, uh, Steve Lutz, I was watching his press conference uh, this morning on my and, – uh, and, play, and played that on my recruiting show on Wit Sports Radio, and he knows what they're in for. I mean, he said, look, we've got to score. We know Alabama's very talented. But they played Mississippi State the first game of the year. They led it in the first half. They lost by 19. They lost 99-61 to a team like Arizona, who's in Alabama's regional – so they're not going to be afraid. So Alabama needs to start fast. So does Auburn. But both of them have a great opportunity. And Olivia, I know you uh, you, you you grew up in this state as far as – and you went to the University of Alabama. So you know what this is going to mean for this state. To me, it's going to be a, a, a tremendous day uh, because it's uh, – both these teams are in the same regional from the standpoint of the same location. Different regionals, Auburn in the Midwest, Alabama in the, in the South. But they're in the same location. And it's a great showcase for the state. Uh, and got a little – you got an appetizer last night with UAB winning in the NIT at home, and Bob Huggins went to see his former assistant, Andy Kennedy. But, again, it, this is going to be a great day potentially, hopefully, for Alabama and Auburn basketball to, to get two big wins and, and advance to the round of 32. Yeah, you know, the open practice was today, the open media availability after and practice and everything like that. And Zepp Jasper from Auburn was asked, you know, there's been there's been some talk being like, oh, are Alabama and Auburn fans cheering for each other? And some people are like, oh, I don't really know about that one because we know how these fan bases can be. But Zepp Jasper from Auburn, uh, you know, in his senior season, he said he's like, I'm actually pulling for Alabama. Like, I mean, that means a lot for this state like of course in the end of the day they're my biggest rival and that kind of stuff but like I'm pulling for them like I mean and he was mentioned he was like you know Brandon Miller he's a dog like he's like I want to I want to see them have success so I loved hearing that from Zepp to your point it's it means a lot for this entire state you know to say that hey Alabama can be the real deal when it comes to the game of basketball whether it's Alabama UAB Auburn anywhere across the state you know we're not just a football state obviously you know there's a long ways to go at least looking at the Alabama program before they kind of have that magnitude of the Alabama football program but I mean they're really showing that we can be the real deal here in the Yellowhammer state I cannot wait to see these matchups on Thursday. Um, I agree with you about Auburn for sure. I think it can be a winnable game for them, depending on how they start and what team decides to come out 
of that locker room. I'm definitely thinking that Alabama can handle Texas A&M Corpus Christi. But to your point, you know, they, they've played a lot of really tough games against some tough opponents and they've got nothing to lose. You know, I mean, we've said this so many times in the past about sports is that underdog, they really have nothing to lose. They're making their first NCAA, they get their first NCAA tournament win, you know, in the play-in game. And they're like, well, why not keep this thing rolling? Did you watch enough of that Texas A&M Corpus Christi game? What is this now? Today's Wednesday, so Tuesday night. Did you watch enough of that to kind of get a sense of, you know, what we think we're going to see on Thursday? Yeah, I think they're going to try to spread Alabama out. They're going to try to, you know, shoot some threes. I think uh, they're going to uh, try to push the tempo as much as they can. Uh, you know, now Coach may have been sandbagging like, uh, you know, uh, certainly uh, – uh, like, uh, you know, when, when I started kind of thinking about it, and I, I was like, hmm, you know, he, he said, we've got to score 80 points. But honestly, I think he's probably right. I mean, they're going to have to score points. They're going to have to shoot the ball really, really well. Uh, and, and then they're going to have to put pressure on Alabama. They're going to have to force live ball turnovers because that's been Alabama's bugaboo at times, forcing turnovers. So I think they'll try to pressure them. And when you don't have a lot of size, that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, Jalen Jackson had 22 last night. But he was only averaging seven and a half, but he had a really nice game. Uh, no doubt about that. Ross Williams, I believe, came off the bench and he had 13. He did a nice job. Uh, you know, they now, you know, they lost Terry on Murdix. Uh, who was their best defender in the Southland Conference Defensive Player of the Year, averaged 13, uh, you know, five boards and four assists. Hated to see that. He blew his ACL out against Northwestern State in the championship game. But, you know, Ross coming off the bench and doing what he did was huge. And he's actually from uh, Detroit, Michigan, you know, uh, the old stomping grounds of Nate Oates. So Nate Oates probably uh, has run across him before. Uh, you know, and uh, and, uh, and, and, they, and, they, and they've got Travion Tennyson, who's their leading scorer. He, he does a nice job. He, he, he averages about 15 points per game. Uh, they had four guys in double figures the other night. Probably going to need five against Alabama. You're going to have to shoot it really well. And if you're the Tide, to me, you just got to gotta do what you do. Uh, you got to come out. You need to start fast. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of piggybacking off that next point. I thought it was an interesting move Nate Oates made to move uh, Javon Quinterly back to the starting lineup in the SEC tournament. But mm -hmm. I think he felt like they needed, and that's why Jaden Bradley went to him, they need JQ's offense. I mean, he can mm -hmm. shoot the ball really well. And if you've been following this team as well, in the last month, JQ's got his, his juice back. He, he's got that step, and he plays with a swagger, and uh, he can get to the rim. But he also, even when he wasn't shooting it well against Missouri, he had seven assists and no turnovers. So they need him uh, and Sears playing off of one another. Bradley can come off the bench. Ryland Griffin, even Damari Burnett. Uh, they've got depth at the guard spot, and that's what it takes this time of year. But – you need Quinterly's juice, uh, and everybody kind of feeds off of him. And uh, certainly you know what Brandon Miller can do. But the beautiful thing is this team is not just Brandon Miller because if you noticed in the Missouri game and in A&M, uh, you know, uh, Miller got in foul trouble. He was mm -hmm. in foul trouble in the first half of both games. But other guys stepped it up, especially JQ on Sunday, and they were able to still build a lead. And then I've always called Brandon Miller the closer all year because he gets to the free throw line, he converts, and then he uh, usually in spurts, and in, in, like he did at the end of the A&M game, bam, 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 there's three mm -hmm. threes and the game's over. And so uh, I just think Alabama matches up well. Uh, they've got a lot of length and size over Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. And Alabama, the thing I love about Alabama too 
is they can play at both speeds. They played a little slower against Missouri because Missouri's such an up-tempo team, and that game was 72 to 61. And then they they get the full throttle against the Aggies, and they beat them 82 63. So they can play either speed, and I think they got the advantage against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And they need to. The biggest thing is start fast and put doubt in in Corpus Christi's mind about staying with them, and then you know get this game in your favor significantly going coming out of the locker room in the second half. Uh, your point about Brandon, you know, kind of maybe sometimes getting hot a little bit later on. So true. Like, I think I looked up in the SEC championship game and I looked up and I can't remember what point in the game it was, but I was like, Brandon's only got like eight points. Like I was like, he's not, he's not doing a whole lot early. And then you look up, you know, five minutes later and he's got 20 because he hits those shots and he kind of has that exclamation point at certain points in those games. It's so crazy how you really can see not only the change in the game and that kind of stuff, but like you were saying, you see these other guys step up. Oh, okay. Obviously, every team is gonna try their best to guard Brandon Miller, obviously. So we've got these other guys that we can rely on like JQ. I mean, March JQ is the real deal. <laughs> like, and if y'all aren't familiar with it, you need to get familiar because JQ and March can be some serious stuff. Uh, so you can rely on those other guys when maybe Brandon does get into foul trouble or he's getting locked up and he's not getting the looks that he needs and everything like that. It's just so nice to see so many guys be able to have those performances when they need to, like we were talking about, you know, Noah Clowney one day, Charles Bediaco the next, you know, Mark Sears, if he's hot, JQ one day. Um, and then of course, obviously Brandon being one of, if not the best player in the entire country. Um, it's a really fun team. <laughs> it is a really fun team to follow. And I'm excited to hopefully continue to follow them throughout March Madness. I have to ask um, on your bracket, do you have Alabama winning the national championship? I do. I think this team can go 35 and five. I think they can win six in a row, but uh, my final four is interesting. Uh, you know, I was put on the spot Monday on another radio show so <laughs> I and decide, you know, who I wanted, but uh, and who I thought had the best chance. I, I've got Alabama coming out of the South. Uh, I've got the Duke blue devils, uh, you know, coming out, uh, you know, in the, in the Midwest, I believe. Uh, and then of course, uh, you know, and or excuse me, actually, that's Houston. Let me let me correct myself. Houston would be uh, in the Midwest because they uh, they were that was a little bit of a surprise because a lot of people thought Kansas would be mm -hmm. uh, coming out of there. But I've got I've got uh, Alabama and Duke. I've got Houston coming out of the Midwest uh, and Alabama and Duke would match up with one another uh, in the final four. And then my other matchup uh, is good would be Houston. And then I went with UCLA. Uh, okay. I just. I know they've got a couple of injuries, and I watched them in the Pac-12 championship game lose a close one to Arizona, but I really have a lot of respect for Mick Cronin. I think Mick Cronin has done an amazing job, uh, you know, with that program since he took over and certainly beat Alabama two years ago and went from the first four to nearly winning the national championship. They lost on that half-court heave to, uh, to uh, the, the off the glass to Gonzaga, uh, but he did a, a tremendous job, and, uh, you know, I think that uh, they've got a chance to still make a run, so – I've got uh, Alabama and Houston in a rematch in the national championship game. Once again, it wouldn't be on Houston's home floor, but it would be in their backyard. Mm -hmm. uh, and I picked Alabama to win the national championship 77 to 70. Uh, you know, so we'll see if they can pull it off. But I certainly think this team is made of the right stuff. Uh, I know they're young in some spots, but they've got enough older guys like JQ, 
uh, like we talked about uh, Noah Gurley, who stepped up late. Uh, you know, they've got some older guys. Dom Welch, even he doesn't play a lot, but he's an older guy uh, that can provide leadership. And so they've got some older heads that have, have kept everybody grounded. And so I think overall, when you look at it, there's a there's a, a really good mix along with this coaching staff that I think is elite. Uh, they can keep Alabama focused. And if, you know, they get the bounces they need and stay, uh, you know, uh, sharp, then I think they can make a deep run into this tournament and have a chance to be the best team in the country. Because I'll say this, I, when I watched UCLA and Arizona in the Pac-12 championship game, I thought to myself, Alabama's better than both of those teams. Mm -hmm. And I've had a friend of mine that's seen Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse. He thinks Alabama's better than Kansas. So we'll see. They'll get a chance to prove it. And that's the beauty of March Madness. And it's starting tomorrow. And really already, uh, again, tonight with the first mm -hmm. four, but in earnest tomorrow. And everybody's looking forward to being in Birmingham. I'm really excited about it. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of people nationally agreeing with, you and myself that Alabama can win the national championship. You know, Charles Barkley, as much as it pains him to do this, he, he got all high pitched on me. The octave that Charles did in that roll tie that he gave is cause for concern. But I mean, Charles Barkley rolling with the tide and Bruce Pearl, you know, asked about it today. And he's like, listen, man, like, not only is Charles loyal to the state of Alabama, but he's going to tell you what he thinks. And so he's like, if he says that Alabama is going to win the national championship, he really believes that uh, Stephen A. Smith rolling with the tide. A lot of people think that this Alabama team can do it. And I'm certainly hoping that they can. That would be just so awesome for this state, for this program. And, you know, selfishly for us, are you going to be okay if Alabama and Duke have to play each other in the final four? Are you going to be all right? <laughs> That's uh, you're, you're, you're not the first person to ask me that they're like, you know, what are you going to do if the blue devils and, you know, Alabama potentially played in the NCAA tournament. You know, the funny thing is, Olivia, it's hard to believe it's already been this long ago, but about 11 years ago, they played in the Garden. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the only time Duke and Alabama have played each other. Uh, when Coach K was at his zenith and uh, Anthony Grant was at Alabama, Levi Randolph played in that game from Bob Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, Alabama competed well. I think they lost by 10 or 11 points. It was a competitive game, uh, but Alabama – uh, you know, lost that game. And there's a picture out there somewhere and I had an Alabama jersey on and a Duke hat. Uh, <laughs> but I was rooting for the Crimson Tide, no question about it. Uh, I'm an Alabama guy, even though I'm in the media now. But uh, I will certainly be rooting for the Crimson Tide if that happens. Uh, I have all the respect in the world for the Duke program and Coach K. And I've, you know, loved that program since 1986 before they ever won one of their five national titles. And I certainly am amazed at the job in the first year that John Shire's done, mm -hmm. but I'll be honest. I've watched Duke this year. Alabama's better than Duke. Mm -hmm. If they now on one given day, they might not be, but you know, and you know, I, I, I heard another media member say if Alabama played everybody in a best of five, they would win three. But as we said, it's, it's a one shot deal. And sure. you know, Nate Oates has said something during this process of, okay, you know, we've bounced back really well from every loss this year, but now you can't have one. Right. You, you, there's no mulligan left. You've got to put six good games together, uh, and that's the challenge. That's what. That's why everybody loves March Madness in this tournament. And so it's up to Alabama to try to find a way to do that and uh, get to Houston and have a chance to win a national title. I think they can do it. We'll all find out tomorrow, and was it when it starts at 1:45, uh, you know, uh, p.m. when Alabama is trying to come out of the South. And like I said, you know, uh, my predictions are Alabama Duke. Uh, you know, and then we'll see with Houston and certainly UCLA, but that's my predictions. And I think Alabama can cut the nets down. They've 
you know, they've, they've accomplished two huge goals in winning the SEC regular season and then the tournament, but now it's the biggest one. And so, uh, and then, and so hopefully they'll come out focused tomorrow and play well and certainly looking forward to seeing how this team reacts on the biggest stage uh, in college basketball. I'm excited about it. The Madness has already gotten underway with the first four games, but Alabama's tournament run, again, like Drew was saying, begins at 145 Central Time in Birmingham at the lovely Legacy Arena that I feel like I just <laughs> left because of state basketball, and now we're going right back. But Alabama is starting at 145 on Thursday, that game on CBS. Drew and I will both be there. We are excited about it. Drew, of course, as always, thank you so much for talking Bama hoops with me, and let's see if we can uh, win a national championship on the basketball court, huh? I will see. Got to win a two-game tournament starting on uh, Thursday for Alabama. But and, and you know we're we're privileged, uh, Olivia. You'll get a chance to maybe interact with them. But certainly we get the A team uh, mm -hmm. in uh, for the uh, broadcast crew, including one of my favorite people ever, Bill Raftery. If yeah. anyone ever knows me, so uh, love some onions and uh, hopefully he'll see some from Alabama and Auburn tomorrow. Can't wait. Roll Tide, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.